just, God has just been burning our heart more and more that we need to kind of expose our church, our congregation to what's happening out there in the world for a lot of different reasons. One, because it's happening. Two, because we need to pray. Three, because we need to give because we are blessed and we want to be able to give and support people like that. But four, because church, persecution is coming. Persecution is on the way. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if you can't read this Bible and think that everything is just going to go hunky-dory for the rest of time and for us to creation before Jesus comes back. And this message series that we're doing has just been burning my heart is that we need to be ready. We need to be ready for his coming, for his return. We need to be ready. We need to be operating in the gifts of the Spirit more and more and more. You know, there's been so many prophetic words out there about a a shifting and a sifting. And there's been words about an awakening. And the words, the prophetic words that have been coming are about that the gifts of the Spirit are going to move with even greater power and in greater moves when persecution begins to come. And so my goal, my heart for us as a church is I want to teach you about the gifts of the Spirit. I want you to understand what they are, how you can operate in them. When you see something or when you feel like the Spirit is speaking to you, oh my goodness, I think that's a word of knowledge. That's a gift of the word of knowledge, and what do I go do with that? And that is what this series is going to be about for the next couple weeks, is I really want us to understand what's happening. We live in these crazy times out there, and as you know, I've said, we need the Holy Spirit now more than ever. He's always been there, and so many times we don't take advantage of what's there and what we can do and how the power that the Holy Spirit is upon us, not in us, but upon us, and I want to talk about that a little bit this morning. Before I do, I want to give, I want to give a little prophetic word that actually came to my dad. So dad, if you're watching, I love you, man. I've known my dad, obviously, for 43 years because I'm 43 years old. And we attended a church, Liz and I actually attended a church, the same church, when we grew up in eastern Pennsylvania. It's called New Covenant Christian Community Church. And my dad had this prophetic word during this time of his his Bible study in the morning. And he shared it with me, and I was like, man, dad, that's really good. And he shared it with the church, and the senior pastor at the church got up and shared it last Sunday. And he said, I've been pastoring this church for 39 years. And Frank Ackerman, my dad... Frank Ackerman has never had a prophetic word, and I think we ought to all take heed and listen. And this prophetic word that he had, he told me about, I'm not going to read it because I want to just explain it as he explained it to me, was this. He was doing his morning Bible time, he was sitting on a porch, his porch at his house, and as he looked up, he looked around, he saw there were just birds just doing their thing. There were just birds, you know, making a nest, getting ready, finding food. And it was completely peaceful. There was just such a peace that was in that backyard. And as he was looking at those birds, he's like, wow, Lord, this is amazing. This is great. And then out of nowhere, his attention got drawn to the traffic that started to come on the street that is one street down. And horns started beeping. And he said, all of a sudden, the garbage truck shows up at the apartments across the street, like two of them at the same time, and they're both dumping at the same time. So all this noise starts coming up. And where I grew up, we lived right by the airport. And wouldn't you know it, 
A large jet airplane goes flying over the top of our house. Boom! Birds are scattering. Noise is going everywhere. Holy cow, what is going on? And the Lord clearly spoke to him and said that there is peace in me. Seek me and my peace. And all those distractions are just what the world is trying to bring around you. All these distractions are the world. The noise of all the stuff that's happening. Seek me and you will find peace. Then the Lord clearly said to him this. Be ready. Not get ready. Be ready. You have had time to get ready. Now is the time to be ready. And then my dad dad was like, and that was it. And I was just like, oh my gosh. I mean, I get tingles just saying it. Church, we have to be ready. The time of the getting ready is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. It is time to be ready. It is time to be the church. Not in these four walls, out there. It is time to be ready. Not get ready. We have to be ready. So a couple weeks back, I've been doing this, this series on the Holy Spirit, and I gave the job description of the Holy Spirit. And I gave four major categories of the job description of the Holy Spirit. Today I want to talk about one of them is this, that he empowers us, he empowers us for the work of Christ. The Holy Spirit actually empowers us for the work of Christ. And I want to talk about the difference between the Holy Spirit within you and the Holy Spirit upon you. Because it's clearly different in Scripture. Holy Spirit within you. 1 Corinthians 3.16, if you want to go there. We're going to spend a lot of time in the Corinthians. So you can just like start at 3, we'll hit to 12, we'll jump to 13, go to 14, back to you know, somewhere else. So just open your Bibles to the Corinthians, okay? To the letters of Paul. It says, 1 Corinthians 3.16. Do you not know... That you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. The Spirit of God dwells in us. When we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit now begins to dwell on the inside of us. On the inside of us. What is the purpose of that? It's for us to lead us, to guide us, to bring health to our body, to bring health to our bones, to develop fruit within us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Ah, did I get them all? Was that nine? Okay. That's the Holy Spirit doing a work in us. In us. 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? A new creation. The old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. The Holy Spirit on the inside of us is recreating us. It's the new birth. He is transforming the inside of us. It says in Romans 8, 11, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in you. In you. So the Holy Spirit is doing a work in you. But I want to talk about this morning... The Holy Spirit's work upon us. And it's, it's different. 
The Holy Spirit upon us is an anointing that comes upon us. It's a power that comes upon us and it empowers us to do the work of Christ for others. It empowers us to work in our lives to see the Holy Spirit moving on us and through us so that we can minister to others. I'll tell you what, I'm probably not going to get into details of the word of knowledge this morning. That's going to be the first one we cover and go through. But guess what? I've got two testimonies. I've got two testimonies. <clears throat> I love to share testimonies. How many of you here last week? Show of hands. Okay. How many of you that were here realized that we prayed for feet? Okay. Like, awkward, right? Like, who's praying for feet? But when I woke up, I felt like the Holy Spirit say, hey, there's a word of knowledge that we want to pray for feet. I'm like, okay. All right. And then, you know, I'm going through that battle when I'm standing up here. I'm just like praying for feet. Oh, my gosh. Do I really want to pray for feet? Like, this is, you think people will actually come up? And, like, the enemy's trying to whisper me, no, don't pray for feet. That's really kind of a goofy idea. Like, and it was just like, all right, I hear that. That's the, that's the enemy coming after me. We're going to pray for feet. So I, we called people. To I mean, the whole, it was like there was like 50 people up here. I mean, like the whole congregation stood up. Yeah, my feet are hurting. Right? And they all come walking up. I'm like, holy cow. Well, we had testimony of Ezra, right? Ezra was just like, oh my gosh, they were praying and like, was it his knee or something? Like we touched his feet and his knee was healed. I mean, how old's Ezra? What is he? He's three. So that, I mean, I love having kids part. So he's up here and he gets healed. And then so we keep coming down. Regina, I don't know where you were, but maybe right about here, we were praying for Regina and she was just like, as you laid hands on me, as you begin to pray, there was a bone that has been bothering me in my foot. And I'll tell you what, as you prayed for me, I felt the bone literally shift. Boom, shift. Boom, right into place. And Regina, have you been able to dance this week? Have you been able to walk around without any pain? Have you been able to do what God has called you to go do? Oh my goodness. And so like, I was so excited about this. And then there's one more. And I was just like, man, there's more. I love when God does this. There's more. Somebody, my buddy Josh, was watching online. Josh Rossi was watching online. And you know, it's like, well, the spirit has to be here. To, no, no. The spirit moves where the spirit wants to move. And he wants to do what he wants to go do. And so there's Josh at home with the family. And they're watching the service. And they begin to pray. And I don't know if it was Jess or whoever was laying hands. Like, okay, we're just going to pray in agreement for those whose feet are in pain. <laughs> Boom. Josh had been walking around with pain in his foot. It literally vanished. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. All of this, to the glory of God, all of this because a word of knowledge, which is one of the gifts of the Spirit that he puts upon people to do the work of the ministry, because he said that to me, and because we prayed up here, faith was risen, faith rose up, and people began to be healed. Come on, isn't God good? This is what the Holy Spirit upon us is for. He say, well, that's, Pastor Jason, that's just you. Ooh. Let me, we, we're going to look at some of the requirements. There's no requirements here. Other than having Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. There's evidence of these gifts in the Old and in the New Testament besides speaking in tongues. There's evidence of these gifts, of things happening. The gift of faith. The gift of miracles. The gifts of healing. They're available to us, church. And we have to begin to know them and understand them and walk in them even greater now today than yesterday. Amen. We have to. We have to. The world's not going to get any easier out there. Just like, oh, I just, you know, in a couple more months, it's just going to get easier. Whew. I don't know what Bible you're reading. 
I mean, it may seem like it gets easier for a little bit of time. But then not, Aragon. You preach it, brother. And then not. Guys, there are tough times coming. We need to be ready. The Spirit upon us. Let me just look at a couple of scriptures here uh, for us. In Luke 4, I told you we'd be in Corinthians, but I forgot. We're going to go to Luke 4 just for a minute. This is Jesus speaking, and he's, he is speaking a prophecy that was over him from Isaiah 61, and it says this. And I want, you to, I want you, when I read it, I want you to listen to it. When the Spirit of the Lord is upon him, look at the things that it causes him to go do. Look at the things, the ministry that begins to happen. Now, one time isn't anything for him, but it's for others. It's to show God's glory, to show what God can do in people's lives. Watch this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus speaking. Because he has anointed me, hallelujah, each and every one of us can have the anointing, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to preach the gospel to the poor. To preach the gospel to the poor. This isn't what for himself. This was to preach to somebody else. That he had sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives and to recover sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who were oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The Holy Spirit upon Jesus caused him to be able to do these things. These things. You say, well, that was Jesus. Acts chapter 1. Verse 8. But you. But you. But you, but you, but you, but you, but you, but you. Anybody got a mirror? I don't have my phone. I can't do a selfie. But you, like I want to talk to myself here. Come on. But you shall receive power when what? When the Holy Spirit has come what? Upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me. Oh, so this is the same thing. The Spirit of the Lord that was, on, that was on Jesus Christ, right? As the Holy Spirit was on Jesus, what he's saying here, you can receive this power from the Holy Spirit. When he has come upon you, you shall do these same things. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The Holy Spirit upon us is giving us this ability to minister far beyond we could do on our own. Far beyond we could do on our own. How could I, I mean, what, I mean, how would you know some of these things that God speaks to you? Other than by the Holy Spirit upon you. Praise God. So I look at these gifts, and we're not going to get into a lot of them today. I look at these gifts, you know, kids, you guys are in here. Well, parents too, man, you remember this. Christmas lists. Come on now. How many, how many of the kids have already started their Christmas list? Yeah, <laughs> I know some of mine have already started. Right, this Christmas list are these things, these gifts that you want. There are gifts that you want. Church, the same thing goes with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There are things that we need to desire to earnestly seek and to go after and to want these gifts. And say, Lord, I want these gifts. It's like write them down on a Christmas present list. Christmas in July. Isn't there something? Is it something like that? Christmas? I just thought of that. Come on, when's July? Like coming, like two days. I'm talking about Christmas in July. I'm talking about take the gifts of the Spirit, which is in 1 Corinthians 12. We'll get to those in a minute. And write them down and say, Lord, I would like some of these gifts. I want more of these gifts. I want to operate more in these gifts because I know that I need them. Because I want to be able to minister to others. And how many times when there's a gift available to you, 
on Christmas morning do you just look at it and be like, eh, I don't want that. I see that nice box, it's all wrapped up, has my name on it. But I'm choosing not to take it. Who does that? I don't do that. There are gifts that are available to us. I know it says that the Spirit will, will kind of dish them out as he sees fit, as he sees approved. But that doesn't, it, the Bible tells us to earnestly seek them, to go after them. Yes, it's up to him, and he will pour them out as he wants to pour them out. He's the sovereign God, and he will do what he wants to go do and how he wants to go do it. But he says that we need to go after them, and he says that we can't be ignorant of them. Which means you need to know about them. Being ignorant means you don't know. This church has to know. That's why we're doing this series. You have to know. You have to understand what these are. And how does, when you see them in your life, you're like, ah, that was the gift of the word of wisdom. Oh my goodness, that was phenomenal. God can work through you in these ways. Amen? Amen. Okay, 1 Corinthians 12, I told you we get there. Starting in verse 1, I'm going to read a couple different scriptures. And then I'm just going to list, I'm going to list out the, the gifts here in just a minute, and then we'll probably start next week and start to get deeper into them, so you have to come back. 1 Corinthians 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. This is Paul talking to the church. Don't be ignorant of them. Know what they are. You say, well, you know what, I'm, a, I'm just a new Christian. They're not for me. What? Where does it say that in the Bible? You can show me the scripture that says, because I'm a new Christian, that they're not for me, and then, I'll, then we can talk about it. Can't find it. Just doesn't say it. So no matter where your walk is, these gifts of the Holy Spirit being upon you are available to you. You need to earnestly seek for them and desire them and go after them. Because he has these for you, because he wants to minister through you to others. Verse 11 says, I mentioned this earlier, but one, the same Spirit, works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So it's like you could go beg and plead for something at, at some point in time, and, and God's just like, eh, not now, not today, not in that measure, whatever. But we still have to earnestly seek those things and say, Lord, he promises to use us. And so I want to know, how is he going to use me? Verse 29, if you keep going down, it says, are all apostles? Are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Verse 31, but earnestly desire the best gifts. And then he says this, and yet I show you a more excellent way. This is the last verse in chapter 12. What comes next? Chapter 13. Anybody know what chapter 13 is? The love chapter. So here's what Paul's setting us up for. He's just like, look, all of these gifts are great. All of these things are awesome. Earnestly seek them, desire them, don't be ignorant of them. But the most excellent way is still love. And he walks through this chapter in chapter 13. It says love, verse 4. Love suffers long and is kind, does not envy, does not uh, parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked. The gifts in operation through love. This is what he's showing us. We need to be walking in love and we see these gifts operate through us in love. It says it's not provoked. It thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity 
but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Now abide, faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Now we come to the end of chapter 13. And then we go to chapter 14, which is all about spiritual gifts again. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So what is sandwiched in between these two chapters about gifts? Love. It's about love. It's about loving people. This is the reason why these gifts become manifest in our life, to show them Christ's love, to show them God's love, to show them that he cares for them, that he wants to be with them. He wants to make them, you know, part of his kingdom, part of his family. Now, how many of you ever had a ham sandwich? Come on now. Ham sandwich. Why is it called a ham sandwich? Because the ham is in between the two things. That's right. Right, the ham is in between the two buns. You don't call it a bun sandwich with some ham. Like, that would be ridiculous. This is not a bread sandwich with, you know, I, you know, I have... No, you call it what's on the inside. And when I read these, these, two, these, these three chapters, it's like it's the bun on top, it's the bun on bottom, and then the love is right in between. It's actually the sandwich. It's the love sandwich. These spiritual gifts are given so that we can love others. Come on, guys. It's the love sandwich. I can't believe I'm saying a love sandwich on stage. What is that? You understand what I'm saying? If you could walk away with that analogy and remember, this is what it's all about. This is what Jesus came from. This is why he came here. It was to show us love. So let's look at them briefly. I'm going to go back to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4. I just want to read them quickly. And I'll give you an overview of what they are, and we'll get into them deeper next week. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Thank you, Lord. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. Excuse me. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing each one individually as he wills. There are nine gifts of the spirit. And I've read many books, done a lot of studying of these things, and you can really break them down into three different categories. So these nine get broken up into like three, excuse me, three, three, and three. The first grouping of these is what what we call is like the seeing gifts or the showing gifts or the gifts of revelation. And those are the gift of the word of knowledge, the gift of the word of wisdom, and the gift of the discerning of spirits. This word of wisdom is being able to, God, it's God's supernatural wisdom being imparted to you for you to have a supernatural direction and understanding of what you need to do and where you need to go and what is to come. Who doesn't want some of that? Like, please, can I, you know, let's have some of this? 
that gift was wrapped up over here, would you be like, yeah, I really don't need to know exactly what's going down. I'm good. Heck no. You'd be like, let's open this thing up. Let's go. Let's get this thing open. The word of wisdom, <clears throat> the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge, the word of knowledge is saying that God's supernatural gifting and understanding of knowledge. Oh, yes, thank you. <clears throat> thank you. God's supernatural understanding of knowledge of what is, is giving you an idea of something that's happening in the past or is currently happening right now. A word of knowledge. Like last week, it was like there was a, some people were gonna, we were gonna pray for people's for feet to be healed. It's a word of knowledge. It was an understanding of what God wanted to go do. It was an understanding that this is what he wants to do today, and this is how he wants it to happen. And that is a gift of the word of knowledge. And then the other third one of this gift of revelation is the discerning of spirits. And this, is the, this gift is the ability to see within the spiritual realm to know what's actually happening. Because if you look around, you don't actually know what's happening. There's this going on over here and this going on over there. And you're like, what's actually happening in the world? What are we really seeing? Lord, help me to discern what's actually going on in America right now. And when you begin to ask him, you begin to show and reveal to you that it's a spirit of fear, a spirit of anger, and a spirit of greed, and all these spirits that are operating and occurring in our country that we need to take authority over. We need to start praying against. It's not against the police officers. It's not against someone who is of a different race. It's not against the politicians. We don't battle against them. It's not against the Democrats. It's not against the Republicans. It's not the Democratic Church. It's not the Republican Church. They're a party on a platform. We as the church have to discern what's going on. And it's my job to help you guys discern, but the Holy Spirit upon you gives you the ability to begin to discern as well. The gifts of power. The next three. The gifts of power, or the doing gifts, is the gift of faith, the gift of miracles, and the gifts, plural, of healing. Interesting. It's the only one that's plural. When we do that one, you'll understand why. Like, ah, oh, why is it plural? Eh, come back. <laughs> You'll know. You'll figure it out. I'll help you. <clears throat> the gifts of faith. This is the supernatural protection and provision in times where it's like only God can help me here. I mean, you think of Daniel in the lion den. I mean, like, come on. It's God doing a miraculous work. And when he does that work, even in the gift of faith, Somebody else sees it and says, oh my gosh, look at this. It's always for somebody else. The gift of miracles. This is defying natural laws. This is like Jesus handing out, you know, a couple loaves and a few fish and it feeding like 20,000 people. Okay? That's just a flat out miracle. That's not possible in the physical realm that we live and see. We see this realm. It's not possible. But with God, what? All things are possible. All things are possible. The gift of the working of miracles. And then the gifts of healing. I believe they're aligned gifts poorly. Well, I won't go down that because then you won't come back. Okay. And then the last one is the gifts of inspiration or the gifts of speaking, which is prophecy, different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And this word prophecy, when we get to prophecy, man, it, it gets confusing because a lot of people use the word prophecy for a lot of different things. 
That's not actually prophecy in this definition. And they're mixing words of wisdom in with uh, an exhortation and some gifts of knowledge. So we'll walk through all that so you understand what this prophecy means. But it means an exhortation or an encouragement of, from the word of God to somebody else. So I want to do, worship team, could you come back up? Rahina, I love you, girl. I'm never, you know, you know I've, in my house, we got lots of kids. So I'm never distracted <laughs> by kids. You know, we're going to sing What a Beautiful Name Again. And I just, we just begin to just touch the surface. Just touch the surface here of what God wants to reveal to us and show us in his word about the Holy Spirit. And I'm excited because this, one of those prophetic words has been this awakening or this outpouring of more of the gifts of the Spirit that's going to be happening and occurring in our lives, in our church, in our country. And I'm looking forward to that. The challenge is, is usually when that's coming, it's because these gifts are being poured out because there's some adversity that's going on. And sometimes I think we have to be okay with a little bit of adversity that comes at us because we have to understand and rely and trust in him and him alone. So as we sing this last song, I'm going to have uh, two groups of uh, people up here that will be able to pray for you. If you've got a specific prayer request, I don't want you to leave without having somebody pray for you. There'll be a team here and a team here. But if you're just like, you know what, Pastor Jason, I, I am earnestly seeking and desiring more of him in my life. I want more of the Holy Spirit upon me. I want more of these gifts to be able to be manifested in my life. I want to be able to minister to others in a greater anointing. I just want you to come right here in the front. If you need prayer, go to these two sides. But if you're just, what you know what, Lord? I'm earnestly seeking and desiring the best gifts this morning. I want more of you. As we sing this song, I just want you to come up here. And then Liz and I will get up here at the end and we'll dismiss you. So let's sing this song, guys. And just don't be ashamed. Don't be bashful. Don't be scared. Just come up. See what God has in store for us today.